is a lifestyle. Sports cards and we live now. Jeremy Lee in the building and every guest that you ever needed. Sports cards after hours keep the hobby heated. Updates hobby talk like you never seen it. Sports cards live and I could ever beat it. Sports cards is a lifestyle. Sports cards and we live now. Welcome to another episode of Sports Cards Live with your host, Jeremy Lee. Well, here we go, everybody. Welcome to episode number 104 of Sports Cards Live. It is Saturday night, June, sorry, July the 3rd, 2021. My name is Jeremy Lee. I do want to thank last Saturday's guest, Mike Moynihan, for joining me to discuss Hobby Palooza, to discuss the national and just collecting in general. What a great show we had. I also want to thank our after hours guest, Ben Carlos from YouTube's channel, Ben Carlos. And Wow, that was that was a ton of fun with that with Ben. What a great guy he is. I also want to let everybody know next weekend, July the 10th and 11th is Hobby Palooza. Check that out. Go to thehobbypalooza.com to find out more about it and see the schedule of events. It's basically two straight days of live streaming, 24 hours, uh, 12 at a time, going through 24 different YouTube channels. And yours truly will have one slot of that on Saturday afternoon. Be sure to check that out. Also want to let everybody know on July the 17th, the PWCC Premier Auction will be ending. We'll be going to extended bidding and myself and Adam Gray will be following up last month's Premier Auction ending watch party with yet another one. So be sure to join us for that. Next Saturday on Sports Cards Live, our guest is none other than uh, StockX's founder, Josh Luber. Excited to have Josh on the show and after Josh, on After Hours, we have Frankie Gonzalez joining, a great collector and uh, the owner of a card shop as well. And tonight on After Hours, our guest will be Ryan Nolan from Breakout Cards. I've been calling him the card show correspondent because that's what this guy does. He goes from card show to card show, does some documenting, will come and tell us what he's seeing, feeling, uh, witnessing, and all that sort of thing, and what he's picking up uh, at, at these card shows. So that'll be a lot of fun. And finally, I want to let everybody also know that later on tonight, during the After Hours episode, I will be uh, opening up and revealing uh, my slab shelf that was sent to me from the, the guys at Slab Shelf. So we'll open that and see what that's all about and check it out. I'm excited to, to see it. All right. We are closing in on 3,200 subscribers. Big thanks to all of you. Appreciate your viewership and your support. If you are not yet subscribed, as always, please go ahead and subscribe. Hit the like button, all those things. I want to shout out the podcast listeners. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. It's I can't even believe how many people listen to this on podcast. So thanks to all of you. Shout out the Big Three Hockey on Instagram. As you all know, these guys are great supporters of the show. Give them a follow on Instagram. I also want to shout out Eric Norton and Beckett Live Presents for having me on their show this past Wednesday. Had a ton of fun. It was awesome. Eric runs a great show. Check that out. And the Hobby Hotline crew over at YouTube channel called Hobby Hotline. They will actually, well, we will actually be kicking off Hobby Palooza next Saturday at uh, 10 uh, 11 a.m. Eastern night or 10 a.m. Eastern. So be sure to check that out. That'll be a lot of fun. All of us co-hosts and guest hosts will be appearing together. There's like nine or 10 of us. So that should be a lot of fun. All right. Also, tonight we have Tim Getz from ComC. We're going to bring him out right away. As you all know, your comments, your questions are in play. So let's bring him out. Tim Getch, welcome to the show yet again. How are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing really well. That's good. Well, hey, thank you so much for coming back. Last time you were on with us was April the 3rd. So we are exactly three months later, which which works out well. And uh, 
that was a it, it was it was a a challenging episode. Let me put it to you that way. We had lots of comments coming. We didn't really address them during the episode, but tonight we're going to do it a little bit differently because we're not going to go as in-depth as we did last time, but we are going to talk about a few things. So we're going to talk about um, one of the things that doesn't have to do so much with what's going on at ComC is really what's going on at eBay and the extent to which eBay talks to you about, uh, talks to ComC as, as their biggest consigner about mm-hmm. about policy changes and that. So mm-hmm. I want to hear, we'll get some insights uh, from you into that. We'll ov- obviously talk about progress that's been made and challenges that are maybe still being encountered at ComC since then. And then we'll talk about your plans for the national and a few other things as well. So what do you think? You ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. All right, man. All right. So let's start with, let's start, hey, let's go to some comments first because there's a bunch coming in already. I'm going to run through them. Guys, I just want to let everybody know, you know, I know, I know the, I, I know Tim knows ComC, they've had challenges and taught, and Tim is, is prepared to, to really face it all. He want he's, he's ready to be accountable for things. So let's be uh, respectful, friendly and all that. And, uh, and if you are, we will definitely uh, integrate uh, and include you in the show. We got Lapper in the show. Lapper, let's get ready to go. Rocco, good evening to you. As always, says welcome back. Tim, appreciate your directness and addressing the hobby. Let's uh, thank you so much, Rocco. Always a great, great audience member. AJ15, welcome to the show. David G. Lapper's always looking forward to Tim. Tyler says, so happy this is my new Saturday night ritual. Hey, Tyler, that's uh, that's great to hear. Lee Haskins, really love the live auction shows. You have so many tabs to go. I know, man. It, the live auction shows are tough, but we get through them. We certainly do. Thank you, Ronnie Saunders. Great to have you. Alex King says, great. Good evening, guys. I love ComC, but do hope answers on why customer service responses are very hit or miss and why a refund for cards that I canceled a shipment on is taking over a month. Tim, you ready for that one? Let's do it. All right. Let, let, let's let's jump right in. Let's start with that right there. Why don't you, uh, why don't you res- re- respond yeah. to that? So our customer service team has faced a daunting challenge. As I addressed in the last show, we had a lot of catching up to do. And all those orders that were behind caused a flood of customer service requests and they simply couldn't keep up with all of them. They got all the way up uh, around 12,000 messages in their queue. Um, So the team was just trying to get to messages as fast as they could, but sometimes it took a long time for them to get to a message. Uh, They've made a ton of progress, both because they've hired a number of people and because our shipping is doing a lot better. So uh, we're by no means close to done with our improvements, but we're not giving them quite as many issues to deal with. So they've been able to cut their queue down to 6.5 thousand, still a lot in the queue, still behind but they are addressing about 70% of messages within 24 hours. And their goal is to get that down to addressing all messages within 24 hours by the end of this month. So, um, and it looks like they're on track to actually be able to do that. So that will uh, help with us getting to things a lot faster. Uh, Regarding the cancellation, taking more time. uh, One of the things that we did, I think it was around the beginning of the year, we, with all the new people in customer service, rather than having people issue the um, 
store credit or issue the refunds instantly, we have an approval process now. And so sometimes depending on how big the, the refund is, it uh, determines who can actually approve it. And some of those things have to go all the way up to me. So I don't know what the story is on this particular approval. It could be waiting on me. I apologize if that's the case. Uh, I generally try to get to all those approvals at least once a week, but my schedule has been pretty, pretty hectic. Okay. Well, thank you for addressing that, Alex King. Thank you for the question. Good evening to Michael Ham. Lapper says, I thought it was a con- coincidence with the enhancements in the last couple of days, but I guess this is why. What, I'm not sure what you mean, but uh, that Tim was coming on. Or, I, yeah, I, think- I think that was a coincidence. <laughs> we didn't time that intentionally. No, yeah. not at all. No. Fleming says, uh, when are you getting top loaders been months? And frankly, I gave yes. up. Yes. Uh, so we have some top loaders on the way. There's a shipment that we're supposed to receive in about two or three weeks. And assuming that shipment looks good, then we'll turn the option back on. I'm waiting for some other people to actually vet the shipment, make sure it's good, and then we'll turn the option back on. That uh, We actually have multiple different shipments that are coming to us. Uh, I think we have some coming from BCW, some from Ultra Pro, and then uh, some from two other companies that are not um, well known. So uh, we've got four different shipments of top loaders on their way. In addition to all the top loaders, used top loaders that people have been sending us, that's been able to keep us afloat and we really appreciate uh, people helping out with that. Uh, I would I would bet that before the national, we have the top loaders turned back on. Great, good stuff. Kent Wong, uh, good evening to you. Kent Wong from Cardboard Culture. Lapper gives Tim an, an A plus for hitting it head on. That's very nice, Lapper. Dennis Rud- Rudolph, uh, thank you so much and good evening. Sanderson to Orr, I'm glad the package got there. I, I sold him some cards at the Virtual Expo a couple weeks ago. Terry Fortune, good evening. AJ says, love ComC, but hate that my order from February still has not shipped and now was pushed another two months. Yeah. Anything on that, Tim? Yeah, so the uh, orders, uh, now that you guys get to see, uh, if you haven't already noticed, the website has been updated to show you a live estimate that is looking at how many items were ahead of you, like how many people put orders in before yours, and then the service level that you've chosen, and then looking at the pace that we're able to go through that service level and tries to estimate when we're actually going to get to it. Orders that were placed in February, uh, I think would have gotten a quote of shipping in June. We obviously are in July now and it didn't hit that and we're, that's about right. We're about two months behind on the economy orders. Um, the hope is, and this is a poor, uh, really stretch goal for the team, is that by the time we get to the national, that the whatever we were quoting is, is accurate and not be so far behind. But it's going to be a, a tough stretch goal for us to hit that. Okay. Thank you for that. We got Chai Town Hustler, Mr. Slipka. Good evening to you. YYC Vintage got my ComC order only one week after the projected date. I was satisfied with the customer service. wasn't as bad as what I was expecting. Seems you've started to see some improvement. Yeah. And that's yeah. Case in point, uh, we do expect to hear a lot more uh, people having experiences like this. And our goal is 
let's try to get that week on the other side of the projected date. So yeah. good, good. Okay. Well, it's nice to see that that some people are exp- having better experiences now mm-hmm. for sure. Suitcase Murphy, I love the ComC reach out at the local uh, WA card shows offering jobs and supporting the card community. That's very yeah. nice. Yeah, we I do have to give a shout out to Sarah, who is in charge of our recruiting. She's always at the local shows. By all means, come by, say hello. Uh, she's great. She's going to try to recruit you. We we want as many people as we can get. So, yeah. And Gonchar17 says, I had a card that sold for $400 and the person didn't pay through your auction and it has been locked for eight months now. Nine emails and still no reply. And the card is still locked. Help, please. Uh, that So I don't know why that email is not getting a response. Feel free to reach out to me directly on social media and I will figure out what's going on with that. That's... You should get a response within a couple of days and we should be able to get that corrected. Yeah. Where can uh, Gonchar reach out to you on social media and I'll, uh, I'll, make, a, probably, I'll make a banner? Yeah, um, Instagram is probably, that's the one that some people have been finding me on. It, my account's public, you can find me there. What is it? It's at Tim Getch. I'm just gonna put that on the on the ticker for, uh, for Gonchar. There we go. Um, okay, thank you for that, Gonchar. I, I hope that uh, your situation gets rectified. Carlisle Rude says, in retrospect, do you regret not following the precedent of SGC and PSA of suspending orders until you had the capacity to meet demand? Um, I mean, this is a tricky thing. Uh, we're not the same as SGC and PSA. They were able to simply cut off the flow of stuff coming to them, which meant they didn't have to work on it. They didn't have to ship it. We decouple those two things. We could cut off the flow of people sending new stuff to us, but that wouldn't affect the flow of orders that are already on the site and causing us to need to ship more. And it, we can't really cut off. We couldn't say like, hey, guys, sorry, you can't ship your cards. Like we have to let people have access to their cards. And we kind of, by delaying our, our estimates, accomplish something similar to what they have done. Um, we, if I mean, we did reduce the uh, size of the team that was focused on processing incoming cards. Uh, we took about a quarter of that team and redirected them to our our shipping team. Uh, just in the last week, we've actually let that team go back. And we're, now our shipping capacity is greater than it was, uh, when, uh, significantly greater than it was when I was on the show last. And that's without the help of this other team. So the processing side is now starting to get caught up. We didn't want to create two different backlogs. Um, but we have, and I can, I, I jotted down a bunch of different stats. We can go into them now if you want to, or we can hit on them later. Why don't you jump in? I mean, while you're talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the team we've been trying to grow by about five people a week. Um, we've done that for not quite this whole quarter since we last talked. We started that, I think, maybe two months ago. And uh, we, uh, around the time that we last talked, 
the team was putting in, if you looked at all the hours that the, the entire company was putting in, it was equivalent to about 215 full-time 40 hour a week people. And uh, now we're at 235. So there's been uh, some attrition, people have moved. Um, there's, so while we're adding five, we don't, uh, we're not necessarily growing exactly by five, uh, but we have increased the capacity the um, shipping team has gotten the majority of that, those resources by far. Almost all the resources have gone to the, the shipping team. Customer service also ha had a number of people that they hired since we last talked. Um, at, we're continuing to keep hiring. Uh, we actually have made a number of improvements to help the people that we're onboarding so that they're more successful and uh, we have a much better training program and we're plugging them into some new squads that we're really excited about. But the, the um, as far as turning off functionality, uh, right now I think what we're quoting is what we will be able to, to keep up with. Like we're right on the cusp of that being what we can handle. Unfortunately, like I said, it's not the same as SGC and PSA because they're two independent services uh but by us doubling our prices and increasing our time it did something similar to what they uh they were trying to accomplish okay thank you tim let's keep going mma good evening to you here's here's a tough one tim michael mm -hmm. runyon says how can you possibly defend not shipping an order for five months that's tough yeah uh, yeah, no, it, it is tough. Absolutely. I, I never thought we would be in this situation, but looking actually, I, I looked at all the stats over the last two years, every quarter, how many requests came in to have cards shipped and then how many cards we were actually able to ship. And for the last 15 years, we've been growing year over year around 20% growth, 20 to 30%. Then all of a sudden starting just shy of two years ago, we started seeing, well, a combination of our labor cut out from underneath us and requests increasing. So instead of shipping out roughly the same number of cards that people requested to have shipped in any given quarter, we all of a sudden had like a two month deficit. So in a, in a given quarter, maybe people requested a million cards to be shipped, but we were only able to ship half a million cards. And so that we have not been able to grow the company to keep up with those demands. And each time that happens, whenever we don't ship as many cards as people are requesting, we, we fall further and further behind. Right now it's about six months uh, is the, uh, the amount of time between the economy orders that were placed and the ones that we're shipping right now. Um, I would love to say I, there were other companies in the industry that were doing what we were doing and we could just follow their lead. Unfortunately, even with our bad shipping times, it's still one of a kind. No one ships as many cards as we do. So, um, we just, we've definitely felt the pain. And actually some of the things uh, we've been studying our mistakes 
and trying to find uh, improvements. One of the things that we realized in this past few months is as the company has grown, and I talked about this a little bit, that we couldn't just throw people at the problem. We saw just simply adding more resources to the team work for a little while and then it imploded. Now we're seeing that with such a large team, we need to organize the team differently in order to have the same efficiencies as we had previously. So that's, I mentioned the squad concept. Um, that's one of the things that we used uh, probably two months ago, we started doing that to keep on top of all the express orders that came in. And so we created a squad that was just focused on the express orders. And they were, they've done phenomenally. Like we are consistently shipping the express orders on time. The, then we, a couple of weeks ago, started doing that with our rushed orders. So uh, we have a couple squads, they're both about eight people that each get assigned uh, a group of cards that we have to ship out. And that also has been working very phenomenally because they get to see these, all the items from end to end that they need to, to work on. Previously, what we did is we just had like an 80 person team or more that would focus on retrieving all the cards that need to get retrieved, organizing them into individual orders, checking and packaging those orders. And because of that, one of the things that we saw is there, um, it felt like a never ending onslaught of orders. Like you just shipped more orders and there was always more orders to ship. You never had a sense of like, we finished something, we are done with it. So one of the things that we get by going down into these smaller squads is they get assigned a chunk of work and they can celebrate completing that chunk of work. And so uh, it creates a better sense of camaraderie. It's more sticky when people join the team. They're not just one of a huge uh, organization. They get to know their team members better. Um, they're able to uh, identify mistakes, fix them more easily, learn from each other better. So uh, we're really excited to see this through the entire shipping team. This is actually the first week where now we have uh, a, we have corresponding squads focused on the economy orders. And so throughout the month of July, I, I mentioned to you, Jeremy, earlier, I expect everybody that's using our shipping service to have a different experience than they've had prior to July. Uh, the teams that are working on it, they're amazing. We have great squad captains. They're very motivated and they have now more control over making sure the orders that they're assigned get shipped out on time. It was just too complex having like some people working in one building on a 6 a.m. shift and another team in another building working 2 to 10 p.m. And somehow they're going to communicate about like issues that I guess it was just way too complex. And now I, I believe that we have a much better plan that's going to be able to stay on top of it. And also the, the beautiful thing about the way we're structured now is as the demand for the service continues to scale, rather than the teams getting bigger and more complex and all of a sudden needing different, ex different expertise, uh, just different challenges, they're all going to stay the same size. We're going to stick to these 
eight person squads. And we just need more of those squads. And we're going to be able to take people that have uh, gotten really good in one squad and promote them to a squad captain. They've seen it done before. They're going to have a lot of other squad captains to, to work with. And uh, this plan, I think, is, is going to be something that everybody will appreciate. All right. Well, hey, steps in the right direction. And uh, I hope that the squad, the squad program uh, really does, you know, improve the experience for everybody. Okay. Uh, now for something a little bit later, pick four guy says that I needed a different opening song for the show. He had to turn it off. It gave him a headache. I don't know what you're talking about pick four guy. It's top 40 music. Everybody likes top 40 music, but uh, thanks for being here. Nonetheless, uh, this is actually Ryan from Facebook says, love that you're not shying away from this, Tim. Uh, many tend to tuck tail, not you. Yeah, it take, takes a lot. So thank you for being here on behalf of myself, Tim, and, and everybody else. Okay, here's another one. Uh, Gareth Miller, I still haven't received a response to random cards added to my account that aren't mine. Emailed months ago trying to get the cards to the correct owner. How often are cards misplaced? Yeah, so this is uh, one of the challenges that we saw when adding a lot of people on the processing side. Uh, there's... We found some examples where people were not uh, following our procedures and it caused some cards to get mixed up and go into the wrong account. Uh, most of Every time this happens, we investigate it. And most of the time we're able to come up with procedures that prevent this from happening again. Um, this uh, definitely reach out to customer service again, please do that or reach out to me directly and I'll make sure that this gets taken care of. Uh, because we do this investigation every time it happens, it, it tends to, we tend to not repeat those mistakes. Um, so this year we had a spike because we had a spike in new employees, but normally this would happen like once a week, uh, if we're processing like 200,000 cards, maybe a few cards go into the wrong account. And then we we have a, a trail that we can go to figure out like where they should have gone and, and correct them. Uh, but I expect those numbers to continue to decrease as we can. Actually, there's a feature that I'm planning on implementing that's going to make this almost impossible to happen. Um, so... Okay. Yeah. Good stuff. I'm going to skip to a couple more comments from Gareth. He says, if you had cut off your eBay sales and focused on your core business, I'm sure that would have helped and not upset many of us that used to be big fans of your platform. He goes on yeah. to say, he goes on to say, I know I sound very negative in my questions, but I used to love ComC and it's a shame to see how badly the ball was dropped. So I'll let you respond yeah. to those. So we did change our eBay settings such that it told everybody that it took a month to ship anything on eBay. I don't think anybody on eBay has ever tried doing that before for the sports car category. Usually like you go on vacation or something. So that did significantly decrease our eBay sales. We saw our eBay, well, we actually increased the price on eBay because we increased the price of rush shipping in general. And so our, our price went up a little bit on eBay. And uh, like, I think we increased it by a quarter. So the price of everything on eBay went up by 25 cents. And instead of uh, taking three to five days to ship, we told everybody that it was gonna take a month to ship. We've since been able to reduce that down to two weeks, but we're still at two weeks on eBay. So we're still putting the brakes on eBay. Um, uh, and the eBay sales, 
if we had completely cut off the eBay sales, maybe at this point uh, we would be at like five months behind instead of six months behind. So it'd be something, but uh, we get a lot of shipment requests outside of eBay. And so, yeah. yeah. And okay. our sellers, I mean, it, it's, it's tough because we can make something, make a change that affects sellers or make a change that affects buyers. Yeah. You, you're going to upset some people. We kind of picked something that was in the middle. So it like slowed down some of the buyers, but it didn't completely cut it off. Yeah. You're always going to upset somebody. Case in point, my opening song with, uh, with <laughs> Jordan Hagedorn says, Tim, hope you're well. Thanks for trying your best to bring cards to collectors. Can you speak generally about the process of submitting cards to be sold? Are you guys accepting cards at the moment? Yes. So we, we are accepting cards. We have a few different service levels right now. The uh, standard service is 50 cents a card and it takes 16 weeks. Before we turned some stuff down, we were, ship, we were processing everything within three weeks. So that's an example of not quite turning off a service, but really slowing it down. Uh, so that's the current cheapest way to get something on the site. For about a dollar a card, you can get something on the site in two weeks. Uh, and then if you're selling more valuable cards or you're selling uh, something that you wanna put at auction, we have some elite services uh, that also take about uh, two weeks. And the team has been able to stay on top of all the two week stuff. And we do expect that we're gonna be able to uh, stay on top of the the 16 week service as well. All the old three week stuff, I'm pretty sure we're completely caught up on all that. Maybe there's a few straggler cards that they needed to research, but um, yeah, the the way to people that people submit is really simple. They box stuff up and mail it to us. Uh, they use a submission wizard on the website to tell us how many cards they're sending, approximate value of the cards. We give you a mailing label. Um, or at least the address, uh, and then you can send it to us either if you're in Canada, we have a Canadian office, or uh, we have an office in the Seattle area. Also, we will be at the National accepting uh, consignments at the National. So a uh, few different ways that you can get stuff to us. So speaking of Canada, AJ15 says, I sent some cards into the Canada address. Will the title of them stored remotely stay on items or do they get shipped to the states yeah. and that gets removed that is a great question and i just sent a message up to the team in canada normally uh the items that are consigned in canada get back to the u.s within a probably about two weeks and once they're in the u.s we remove the item stored remotely label um there were some issues where uh, we would have, say, a box of cards, and most of them um, were already in people's accounts. They're trying to sell them, but there's some remaining cards in the box. And the due date, because of our 16-week service, wasn't for like three more months. And so that box wasn't scheduled to get sent down until everything was due. I need to work with the team to actually, uh, for, for things in Canada, we actually need to get them across the border faster than that. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. But 
it may mean that people in Canada get their stuff faster than 16 weeks. Um, there's, we'll see how all that plays out. But right now there are people in Canada getting stuff in their accounts while they're still in Canada. And it's been taking sometimes a couple months to get them down to the, to the U S but once they're in the U S they get that label removed. Okay. So we're getting lots of comments here and just to, to the, to the audience, to the chat guys, I'm going to, uh, you know, I might skip some questions where I feel that I'm seeing them uh, and Tim has already addressed things, but I do want to bring up these two here. So there's two of them. Lapper says, what I heard from others, it seems like Express was pretty consistent a couple weeks late to ship for some time. Why not simply push back the estimated delivery date and remove some negative chatter? And then she blinded me with her factor says, to be fair, no other company gets away with not shipping as many cards as ComC. So on one hand, yeah, it's not that you're not shipping them. You're just taking time. And Lapper is saying, why not push back the estimated delivery time? How, how do you respond to these comments? Uh, we have pushed back the estimated delivery times. Uh, as far as Express goes, we're shipping uh, something like 99% of orders within the quoted date, which is four business days. So it's not, and maybe a few weeks ago, we were a week behind or something like that. But now that we have the the squad that focuses just on the express orders, they give me the stats and uh, the orders are consistently shipping most of the time within two days. And often, like Mondays are really hectic, but later in the week, if you place an order on a Wednesday, often your order will be shipped on Thursday. So... Yeah, the Express team is totally on top of uh, the backlog, their backlog. Okay. Jordan Riker says, can you talk through the decision to move from three weeks to 16 weeks for 50 cent uploads? And I'm going to couple this one with Steve Angel's comment of like, what are your biggest choke points currently in the process? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it, the reason we did that, that was our version of turning off services. Um we we could have just completely disabled the service and only offered kind of like PSA and others did a expedited service that's super expensive. We were actually concerned that if we did that, we would get overloaded with that service. And so we decided instead to have uh, a 16 week service that gave us some extra flexibility. Part of the reason why we went to the 16 week service is also so that we didn't have as much pressure on the team, especially with new people on the team. The uh, listing team has historically not grown very fast because list the, the listing process, we are very, very careful to train everybody. We are dealing with your undocumented cards, a box of random cards that you send us, and we do not wanna make any mistakes there. So when we have new employees, if you have only a three-week service, sometimes that like, there isn't a whole lot of window, wiggle room for any missteps to get investigated and corrected before we get something in someone's account by the deadline. So giving ourselves a longer lead time also gives us more flexibility as we're incorporating some new hires to be able to keep up with the demand. Um, yeah, so that's the... And then as far as some of our, our biggest choke points, the on the processing side, right? I mean, it, it actually changes. Uh, sometimes it's scanning the cards. 
Sometimes it's identifying the cards. Sometimes it's opening the packages. Uh, but they're generally pretty balanced on the processing side. And then on the shipping side, the that's actually one of the reasons why we wanted to go to the squad concept is uh, we were seeing these bottlenecks where we would send a whole bunch of people to a particular building that was falling behind on picking orders. And then they would get caught up on picking orders and then we'd have to send people to go check the and package the orders. And then they, they would get, and so we we're like shuffling people around and uh, by having these squads that see things end to end, each of the squads will do their own load balancing. And so we won't have to, as a company, like shift people around as much. Um, and, and that should keep things flowing on a more consistent basis. Uh, we also tried some experimentation on the shipping side. For example, uh, a couple of years ago, we would generally retrieve about 10,000 cards per economy batch. And after that, they would split them up into the individual orders and we ship those out. We, with our new automation, which I hinted to in the last uh, show, it's now live. It helps sort cards into the individual orders. We actually tried some experiments where we did like a 60,000 card retrieval which is more efficient on the retrieval side, but it actually makes some extra slow, complex things later. Uh, we're kind of figuring out the right um, balance of being efficient on the retrieving side, the picking side, and not having too much complexity when we're trying to check and package the orders at the end. Uh, I think we found a good balance right now. And by having these squads, we're going to see consistent flow on the shipping side. I think Lapper makes a comment related to that, saying, you know, smart strategy and creating some sense of accomplishment with the employees, maybe meaning the, the squad uh, concept. Yep. Logan Ward is grilling out, watching you guys. What a great night. Thanks, Logan, a fellow uh, co-host of Hobby Hotline. Great to have you, sir. Uh, okay, now let's go to Jeff Smith. Uh, specific sort of question here, Tim. My order requested December 1st, 2020 shows checking and packing as well as about 50,000 items ahead of my order. Does that mean my order hasn't begun or are orders filled in some kind of non-sequential order? Yeah, so we do not pick one order at a time. We have to do stuff in batches. So we do batch picking of many orders and then we organize them into individual orders and ship them out. So if you've looked at the website, you'll notice four different stages. There's order placed, which means we haven't started working on it, but we, we have it in our system. Then you're gonna see uh, picking, which means we're actively trying to get all the different pieces together. The next stage is uh, checking and packaging where we're uh, generally at that point, we've separated things into the individual orders, but especially back if your order was placed in December, that was before we had any of our automation. So we had humans that were sorting cards into individual orders. Humans make mistakes. And then we have to go fix those mistakes. If someone places the wrong card in the wrong pile, we got to figure out which pile that was placed in. And sometimes that card gets shipped with the wrong order. And then we have to go buy a replacement card. And again, now that we have this automation that helps us with that, we're seeing almost a tenfold decrease in the amount of errors that are happening. And so now the newer orders that are going through the machine, 
we're consistently getting them shipped out. A December order that's hung up in checking and packaging typically will mean that the order got routed to our corrections team. And there's something that we need to investigate to try to get the, the last couple cards together for the order. Um, so yeah, okay. that's okay. what happens. Appreciate uh, just a quick note on the 50,000. Um, there, there's probably some noise in older orders that like we, uh, there are a number of orders that we did ship to customers, but uh, either because of a glitch in the system or certain types like an international uh, priority order, we have to use a separate system to print that postage. And then the employee needs to know to copy the tracking number back into our system and record that it's shipped. And there are some old orders where people didn't do that last step. And the order has been shipped, the customer has their cards, but it's in the system as this hasn't shipped yet. And so some of those like 50,000 could just be noise in there. We're not actively working on them. The order has been shipped, but it's just, we haven't gone through to clean up the data and make sure that that's 100% accurate. Okay, I hope that's uh, satisfying uh, for you, Jeff Smith. All right, we have we have a little run here. Some nice comments. Tyler says the hobby took off at an unprecedented rate. I mean, everyone sees what the grading companies had to do. Nobody saw this coming. Logan Ward says I've seen a vast improvement with ComC. Customer service and shipping times are trending in the right direction. Thumbs up. Willie T. My only experience with ComC is buying from them on eBay, and it's always excellent. No delays and good communication. Why, yeah. Why quick, quick note on the eBay side. Um, I mentioned that the ComC customer service queue is at about 6,000 tickets right now. On the eBay side, we, uh, for a variety of reasons, have to keep that uh, up to date. And so they, their queue is usually around like 100 tickets a day. So the eBay side has been getting really good experience. I'm really sorry that we haven't been able to do that for everybody, but that, like I said, by the end of July, that should be the consistent experience. So the experience that Willie's had on eBay, I expect in August, that will be the experience on ComC as well. Okay, here's one, YYC. Have you considered bringing in a lean manufacturing expert? Yes. Complex processes usually have many steps that are non-value added and create wasted effort. Yeah. Uh, th that's great. I actually just read the book, The Goal, and uh, we actually took some concepts from that. Uh, it is interesting, though, that uh, specifically lean manufacturing takes uh, about six months in order to implement. And if things are changing faster than that, you actually can't implement lean in time. There's a lot of concepts that we are gleaning from that and we are using, uh, but the... Uh, and we actually have had uh, a few people that I've talked to. Uh, we have someone scheduled to come in, a consultant, to take a look at things. And we have uh, one employee who is, he actually worked in the automotive manufacturing industry. And uh, he has brought some of those concepts in. He actually oversees all of our warehouse automation as well. And he's done a, a tremendous job at uh, helping streamline a lot of things that people are now starting to see. Yeah. Good. Good stuff. Good stuff. Alex King uh, just says to my last two weeks sub was uploaded well before the due date. I've never had any negative experience with submissions. And then I want to bring up, uh, this is a meet cardboard culture says not sure if this is already been asked, but 
Why don't you allow slabbed and graded cards from other graders beyond PSA? And I want to couple this with a question that came in earlier from Michael, where he asked, uh, will you ever, will you be considering um, uh, an arrangement where you have cards shipped out for grading like you used to? Yeah. Um, so we, we do support uh, other grading companies. We even just added support for uh, CGC recently. Uh, if there's a service that you want us to support, let us know. Uh, there are a few up and coming grading companies that we probably will add support for. Uh, some of it's based on demand. Some of it, they just need to make sure that we're happy with the reputation before we, we offer them. And then uh, we haven't been able to send anything out for grading because everybody's turned off their services. So uh, once people start opening up their services, we plan as well to do that. And actually, uh, there is one uh, cool topic that I wanted to cover. This is it's probably a good time to talk about this. Sure. Uh, the new secure fulfillment team. So we, one of the challenges that we faced when we uh, moved to our new facility and grew the team is that we didn't want to have a whole bunch of brand new people handling the most valuable inventory. We wanted to focus that on a smaller team. And actually, if you if you read Julia's update from a few days ago, that's been one of our pain points this last month that we identified is those orders were not getting the same priority that they should, and they were getting hung up. So some of the most valuable orders were taking longer to ship than the cheaper orders. And that was because the they were stored in a more secure portion of the warehouse that had limited access and the organizational systems weren't implemented so it was just taking too long for them to to uh to organize and, and get them shipped uh this month in july we are making a significant effort to streamline those processes we have to have those processes streamlined in order for us to support sending things off to grading for people um because Anytime you're sending stuff off to grading, you're actually, we, we treat it like a high-end card that is needing to get retrieved, sent off to the grading company, comes back to us, we process it again, process it again and put it into to your account. Uh, so we got to have those systems working really, really, really well. We don't want to screw up any cards that uh, are going to be sent off for grading. Obviously, they tend to be more valuable. Um, the so there's a new squad in uh that's just actually next week is their first week uh they're going to focus on the secure fulfillment piece uh and then we have another squad that's going to focus on um reprocessing all of the the items that are valuable that uh, people might want to put up at auction uh, they're going to actually go hunt through, like I said, we have a secure, more secure portion of our inventory, and then we have our general inventory. They're going to be going out into our general inventory, finding either items that are really valuable, items that are really rare, and that we don't want to have to make any replacements on. Um, those items are going to be pulled and put into our more secure storage. And then we'll have our secure fulfillment team that's really well organized and streamlined and they're going to have everything ready so that uh, I don't know how many weeks it'll take to get to this point, but my expectation is 
if you have a more valuable card in your package, your package should actually ship faster than other orders rather than getting hung up and taking more time. So again, this is like the experience I'll say in August will be for orders that have more valuable items. Uh, you'll actually see a better experience right now. You'll see better than what we've had in the past, but I actually expect us to flip it and say, if you have items that are in our secure area, if the package only has items in our secure area, they're going to ship significantly faster than items that are mixed with our general inventory. And if they have a mix of things, those are often going to be some of the first things that get shipped out. So um, we're going to, we're working actively working to flip that, improve that, and we're going to use that organization to offer some of these grading um, services where we'll send stuff off to uh, PSA or others to, to get graded for you. All right. Well, you heard it here first, guys. Throw in a high value card, and you might see, and, and you should see some better, uh, better, yeah. better service and experience. Okay, let's keep going. Here, here's a here's a challenging one for you. She blinded me with refractor. Says the cards I bought through ComC were canceled after one month of them not being shipped. They said they were out of order, but were then relisted. I know because they were serially numbered cards. Can you uh, can you speak to that experience? Um, that is. Interesting. Uh, I, if this was an eBay order, sometimes what happens is we get a double sale where someone purchases something on ComC and on eBay, and the one of them has to win. So if there's a serial number card and it's for sale on eBay and on ComC, two people ordered at the same time, we in some cases may try if if the person on ComC gets that card then uh, if, if they put it up for sale, we might try to purchase it from them. Sometimes they don't put it up for sale. It's gone, we, we can't fulfill it. And so we'll cancel the order on eBay. And then later the person decides, oh, I wanna put it back up for sale. And so some of those things are a little bit out of our control and it does happen from time to time. Um, we do as the best we can to try to get those items. Uh, often we're paying more than we sold the item for when that happens. But generally we've built the system to keep eBay and ComC in sync within a few seconds in most cases. So that window of double purchasing is, is fairly small. Um, but like I said, it does happen from time to time. I'm suspecting that's probably what happened uh, if you place the order on ComC, you wouldn't get a canceled order. They must be, they must be referring to eBay. Well, it's just, I just find it interesting that, you know, I read this question and, you know, um, somebody like she blinded me with, she blinded me with refractors who is somebody I, I watched his uh, YouTube channel. I like it very much. Seems like a, a great guy, but it's, it's just, it just, it's just like indicative of the times, you know, there are cases where people will, will, will share their experience and nothing against that. But there can be a logical explanation to it. You just have to get the guy, the right guy to, to share that information. So uh, this is one of those cases where I'm, I'm glad we're able to bring it to the to the to the to the audience in the chat, Tim. Okay, uh, beat the house. I don't know. He says, has the IRS contacted you about re relating? Re sorry, reporting sales to them so they can so they can try to Texas. Uh, I, I think it's some it ta probably tax us. Um, 
I am, I'm not going to speak on this topic because they may have reached out to us, but I haven't heard personally about it. It may be something that admin is aware of. So I, I, I don't have this. Let's move on. Let's move on. Brian Gray says, Tim, I appreciate you addressing this tough issue. Why not move the auction side of the business to a new location that is more labor, labor friendly, like Texas. Mm -hmm. So your Washington office can focus on the core business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's an interesting idea. Unfortunately, once something goes up for auction, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to ship. A significant portion of the items that we put up at auction are won by ComC members, and they just have them transferred into their traditional inventory. We could then ship them from Texas up to Redmond, where it kind of like things that get consigned in Canada. Um, also, a lot of times people that win an auction buy a bunch of things that are on Com C after they win the auction, or, or I should say buy other things in our general inventory. So if someone wins an auction, uh, that may be one of 10 cards in their order. So you end up having to merge cards that may have been stored in Texas with cards in, in the Seattle area. So um, interesting idea. I, uh, I am actually not really that concerned about the auction service. We do so much business that the auction piece is not a bottleneck. We can handle a lot more auction stuff than, than we currently do. Well, he, he does go on to say, seeing eBay orders ship so quickly while my site orders ship much slower at a much, much higher price isn't fun. In spite of this challenge, you know I consider you a visionary and admire your work. Very nice, oh, thank you. Very nice, uh, very nice. That's a huge compliment. Thank you, Brian. Um, I do want to comment on the higher price. So just to be clear, and I challenge anybody to do this. If you put eBay orders into a shopping cart on eBay and you go to ComC and you put those same items in a, a ComC shopping cart, your total price will be equal or less on ComC. It will never be more. The You may pay more for shipping, but that's because on the eBay side, it's built into some of the, the costs on eBay. So yes, eBay uh, in some cases does have faster shipping. I have mentioned this before. An eBay order that contains an auction item will get bumped up to our same day service. That's the same service that we use for express orders. So those orders will get shipped faster. If it's an eBay order, that doesn't have any auction items in it, it will ship at the same pace as any order that's placed either on the ComC website or the Upper Deck EPAC website that's using our rushed service. You do have to pay extra for the rushed service. It will still be cheaper than uh, or the same price as the eBay price. Uh, actually, um, it will generally be cheaper on the ComC website. Uh, it, the only time that it's actually going to be the same price is if you don't even have an account on ComC. If you don't have an account on ComC and you just place an order anonymously, then you're going to see the same price as eBay. But if you have an account on ComC, we actually give you a little discount on, on those orders. Okay. Let's go on to this next uh, couple of related questions. Gary says, I read that a lot of cards are being shipped without top loaders or are poorly packaged and arriving damaged. What's being done to correct yep. this? And then AJ says, when you say automation, I hear damaged cards. Yep. Automation damaged. Yes. Cards. Yeah. <laughs> um, great questions. 
the we definitely have had uh, a, an adjustment with techniques of shipping without top loaders. We have a lot of people, a lot of people had to be trained and some of it is our experimentation with how to securely ship cards without top loaders. Um, if you received anything damaged, we'll take care of it. Um, regarding the automation, uh, there's very, there have been a few items that have gotten damaged from the automation. We have put almost, uh, I think it's like 800,000 items have gone through the automation and it has damaged to my knowledge, maybe two or three cards. Um, so that, the, that is very, very low amount of uh, damage due to the automation. And because of that, even the potential of damaging with the automation, all the secure items don't go through the automation. Anything that's stored in our secure area, we don't put through the automation. Also, at the moment, anything that goes through our express service bypasses the automation. Uh, that team, um, we don't wanna, sometimes the automation is blocked off with really big jobs that might take an entire day and the, the express stuff we want to move through really quickly. Uh, so they, they actually manually sort the cards into individual orders. Uh, but we have not seen a significant uh, amount of damage because of the automation. And then um, hopefully the issue with top loaders were close to being able to use them again. Uh, this is one of those pain points right now. Just we, along with the grading companies, the top loader manufacturers got blindsided as well. And they just, they're trying to catch up right now. I wonder if part of the grading company's pain point is the, is the lack of plastic right now because of pandemic yeah. needs and all that, right? Okay, let's keep going. Bleeding Blue, I can't even begin to imagine the logistical challenges of Compsy. Have you considered doing a peek behind the curtains video yeah. to give customers an idea? Of, I know what you're gonna say about yeah. this, but I'll let you say it. Well, we actually, are planning on doing something later this year. Uh, historically, we haven't done this, but uh, we expect maybe even next year to be able to offer tours. If you're in the area, you might be able to come get a tour of our facility. Um, and there's, well, I'm hearing a little bit of feedback. I'm know. not. Okay. Uh, anyhow, um, the, the uh, I expect that there'll be some to some video probably for the end of the year. Okay, great. Good stuff. The autograph vault says send this fellow a box of Timbits just for wearing that shirt. <laughs> um, Lapper says, how do you see the new support button impacting support? Adding a complaint button seems counterintuitive to our support is going to do this one in 10 or 15 seconds if you can. Okay. Um, so one of the reasons why we wanted to do the support button is so many people saying that they didn't receive a, res a response from us. And then I often follow up with customer service and say, hey, what happened? Why didn't you get a response? And they can't find any record of actually getting an email. And then I'll reach out to the customer and say, hey, like what emails did you send? And like, well, I actually didn't send anything. So we wanted to like make sure that no emails are getting missed. So if you use the support button to actually send us an email, that will guarantee that the customer service team actually sees it. It could be that some spam filter is uh, catching it. I, I don't know why some people's emails don't make it to us. Um, 
But uh, I'm actually one of the things that the support button is supposed to do as well is help people kind of get self-service um, support. A lot of the most common questions when you go there will already be answered so that you don't even have to send an email to us to begin with. And uh, actually, I mentioned our customer service team, our, their goal is to get to 24-hour response on all of those tickets. Once they hit that, we're actually planning on adding chat support. So that was, this is kind of the precursor. Uh, this integrates with our Zendesk support system. And now that that button is live on the site, when the customer service team is ready, they just need to change some settings and they'll be able to take uh, chat support so that you can have, talk to a person live. Okay, all right. So that was a little bit more than 10 or 15 yeah, seconds. But that, that's that. okay, that's okay. Jordan uh, is, is asking us to go to some rapid fire so we can cover more questions okay. and answers. But I think, I think pretty much everything deserves the attention you're giving it so far. So let's keep on going. Um, DR says, just wondering if Tim is taking time for himself. He sounds great and we want him to be awesome for the long term. Cheers, Tim. Um, my, my guy Joe says, does Tim have any collecting interests or passions at this point or have the challenges of being a businessman overtaken any joy associated with the hobby? Hoping you do. It's supposed to be fun. And Steve Angel says, how's the Dragic collection coming yeah. along, Tim? Yeah, I, I unfortunately for the last few months, I think I've purchased a handful of Dragic cards on ComC and I think like two on eBay. Um, prior to the new year, I was... I was like bidding on every Dragic that was rare on eBay. And I haven't even had a chance to look at it recently. So uh, I definitely, I've been pouring my energies into writing the ship here. And I expect uh, once we get to a better state, I'm going to be back into uh, focusing on enjoying the hobby. All right. Top 40 fan pick four guy says, Tim, have you ever thought about getting rid of the offers to the offers option to buy many cards seem way overpriced. Um, I think he's just saying, I mean, I love the offer option myself, so it's a core part, isn't it? No, I mean, we're, we're definitely not considering getting rid of that option. Uh, okay. That, that's that's yeah, a good that's, answer. You're not, yeah. let's keep, let's keep going. Let's keep, let's keep going in the interest of time. Uh, Simon, I won a ComC eBay auction and discovered their 10% cash out fee applied when paying with mm -hmm. ComC credit. The card is still in the ComC ecosystem. So why do I need to pay the cash out fee? Mm -hmm. That's to cover eBay fees. Yeah. Okay, good. Terry, last time you were on, you mentioned the possibility of using a different state for ComC mailbox shipping. Any update on this? It makes no sense to pay 10% mm -hmm. state tax when ship my cards is cheaper. Yeah, uh, we have plans, but right now our focus is just on shipping. We're all of our energies on shipping. And uh, once we're in a better state, we'll continue pursuing our plans to open something up likely in the Portland area. So if there's people in the Portland area that want to work for us, uh, definitely keep us in mind. We are likely going to have something in that area. I wouldn't be surprised if it happens in the next year. Breakout, my guy who's coming on after hours tonight, Ryan Nolan, says, any plans for the national? Do you mm -hmm. see ComC accepting cards at card yes. shows in the future? Yeah, we will be at the national. We will be accepting cards. 
there's going to be, I think, about 12 of us at the national. About half the team will be customer service agents that are going to be able to answer questions and, and market. And then half the team is going to be working on all the submissions that people can sign with us. So we are planning on doing that. Uh, right now, we're not actively going beyond that because we're busy with everything else. Once shipping is under control, I would love to see us attend more card shows. I know we've done this in the past. We've gone to White Plains, Dallas, other places and accepted consignments. Uh, I, I would love to see us do that. But right now, that's not our, our problem. We, we've got more than enough to, to work on. Beat the House wants to thank myself and you, Mr. CEO, for standing up and answering questions. Very much appreciated. Yes, I definitely echo that. Lapper says, I receive 150 to 500 per shipment and the packing with with just penny sleeves, I give A plus from my experience. That's great. That's cool. Vintage collectibles. Very informative. Love these kind of talks. Thank you. That's cool. But uh, based on just, I want to bring back up Lapper's comment and then reference um, Jim C. Goodfellow says, I've got to say shipping without top loaders was inexcusable in my opinion. He goes mm -hmm. on to say, guess it depends on how cheap the cards are. Do you want to address yeah. that, Tim? Yeah, so we, even though we haven't allowed people to buy top loaders, if you paid, I believe it's $50 for the card, we were shipping it in a top loader, even though you didn't pay for one. So there was definitely a window. If you paid $30, $40 for a card, we may ship it in a top loader. Or if the card is valuable, but maybe you bought it five years ago for 20 bucks and now it's a $200 card, we may not catch that and it may get shipped just in a penny sleeve. So that's why it's important for us to turn on that top loader option so that you can control the card's destiny. And if you have cards that you really wanna make sure get in top loaders, you're probably just gonna have to wait until we turn that option on. I'm hope, hoping that we're only a couple weeks away from it. Okay, the next one, this is one that has to do, and I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we were gonna talk a little bit about um, eBay and changes there and how they've you know maybe consulted with yeah. you. We definitely haven't done that yet. And uh, But here, here's one uh, that Michael Ham says, why does ComC use the $1 shipping that eBay offers for trade, or I think it means why doesn't they? Yeah that eBay offers for trading cards under $20. I wanted to buy a card for a buck 50, but shipping is $4. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great question. Uh, this, this is a known limitation with eBay and I'm glad you're about to ask about the eBay stuff. We've mentioned this to eBay. Uh, this $1 shipping option, the only way to use it is with the eBay account. You have to be logged into the eBay account and you have to use the eBay website to print that postage. We can't give a hundred employees access to our eBay account. We have we everything that's uh, tied to eBay. We use their APIs. We automate all of it, and eBay hasn't made that feature accessible for any large sellers that need to use automation. They're aware of it. They're trying to come up with a solution. In the meantime, we've actually reached out and we're trying to figure out because this is using a USPS service. And the USPS is a government uh, entity. They are not allowed to do anything that's exclusive to any one company. The service eBay is using is a service that we in theory can use. But to my knowledge, eBay is the only one that has actually figured out how to use it yet. Um, but we are actively working with a third party right now to, to um, get that service unlocked for us. 
Um, it, it should be possible because uh, of the way, I mean, it, it's it's a government thing. They, they're not allowed to do anything that's exclusive to any uh, companies. Okay. Well, mm -hmm. there, there, there you go, Michael. I mean, it's not, not the answer we want right now, but at least at least they're looking for a solution. I think that's definitely encouraging. Okay, we're going to come back to eBay because we're almost at the end of the comments, which I didn't think we'd get to. So, um, But I think we've addressed a lot of great stuff here. Okay. Um, Jordan says, if we choose the two-week upload option for $1 per card, yep. how confident can we be that the cards will be uploaded in two weeks or less? But Alex, yep. King, Alex yep. King says, from my own personal experience, I'm three for three with getting two weeks uh, two weeks select one dollar per card yep. uploaded on or before the due date within the last month. So is that pretty much where you're at? Yeah, the all of our two week services, the team has been able to stay on top of those. Okay, yep. great, John Laborde. I used the support button this week with a response back in four hours, and problem was fixed. That's wonderful. Awesome. Yeah, Almighty. Here's a question from Australia: Will you have a cheaper tracked option to Australia in the future? Currently, yeah. ninety dollars. Yes. Great question, and it's actually related to the the other topic. Uh, we're the same third party we're working with to get a new tracked option that's less expensive. So hopefully we have that in the near future. Awesome. Okay, Logan Ward, I, we're gonna get to your. Well, let's. Okay, we're gonna do it now. I'm not gonna start messing around. He goes. I heard a rumor the collector's holdings is buying Comsy, which I don't believe he heard that rumor, Tim. But can you <laughs> comment on this? Um, I, I have not heard that rumor. This is the first I've heard of it. Uh, we have been approached by several companies to either invest or, or, or I, I shouldn't say companies necessarily. They, some of them are um, VCs. Uh, we get contacted on a regular basis um, and people are very serious about wanting to purchase us or invest in us. Um, I love owning ComC and really care about what we do. And I'm very concerned about giving up some of the control. And so if anything ever were to happen, I would be very, very, very careful with who I partner with, what ends up happening. But uh, we have really tried to stay focused on all the challenges that we have right now. We recognize that any discussion of investment or acquisition is highly likely to be a distraction that slows us down. So um, while we're flattered by all the attention, um, right now it's not a priority. And, and actually for anybody that's listening, um, I didn't do this for the money. So you better give me a lot of money if you want me to let go of Comsi. That, that's a short version. You, like, it, it would have to be an insane price tag for me to, I'm not here for the money. So it has to be a really big number for me to be interested. Yeah. You went a little fuzzy there for a second, right? When you were about to say that, can you just repeat, can you go back yeah, yeah, and repeat yeah. that? <laughs> um, I, I said, uh, for anybody that is interested in investing or acquiring ComC, I am not here for the money. Which means if you're trying to attract me with money, it has to be an insanely large number. So what's there. the number? What's the number, Tim? Uh, more than a hundred million. Okay, cool, cool. And now let me ask you this then. This I had a question that was sent to me directly today uh, in anticipation of you being on tonight. The gentleman wanted to know, would you or are you considering doing maybe a private placement and selling some shares, but you know, retaining yeah. control and then some this is way more interesting to me. I actually love the idea of allowing collectors, allowing customers that 
benefit from our service to invest in making the service better. Uh, right now, there are some things that we would love to do, but we're limited by using our revenue, our profits to reinvest in the company. Um, we fortunately have been able to make some big moves like the automation that uh, we talked about. Um, we that was uh, close to a million dollar investment for that automation. And we've already ordered a second machine for later this year. So we're, we're putting millions of dollars just into that one piece of our infrastructure. Uh, there are some other things that I would like to do that would be more on the order of five to $10 million investments. Um, and right now we have to pick and choose when we do that. Maybe if we had some investors, we could do those things a little bit sooner. Uh, right. So I, I may be interested in something like that more so than someone acquiring CompC. All right. Well, that's 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 encouraging. I'd definitely be interested myself, just like the gentleman who I spoke with today, Michael Kohler, who's a big uh, a big account on your on your site. Says, speaking of shows, I hope you guys are planning on going to the Sports Card Expo uh, in Toronto in November. I'm I'm guessing Barry will be there. No, usually we do go to that show, so um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if we're there. I don't know if there's any, I don't know the Canadian uh, travel restrictions, but if they're going to have the expo, I imagine uh, things will be opened up by then. So yeah. I'd love to see us there. Still a ways away. Good evening, Sports Card Review. Mosaic Mind says, are you seeing strong interest from buyers in Japan for anything graded regarding Shohei Otani? He seems to be the hottest figure in sports yeah. these days. Uh, yeah, definitely Shohei Otani is very hot. I I haven't looked to see if it's specific to Japan, but yes, it, he's very hot. I'm going to bring up this comment. I mean, I, I'm just going to bring it up. I'm not going to make a comment on it, but he says more than a hundred million and can't even ship cards with the top loader. I mean, yeah. I mean, find another company that can. Uh, I mean, they got to be really small if they still have top loaders left. Like. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, Tom Thomas. I skipped a comment from him earlier that added zero value, so I should have just skipped this one too. Logan Ward liked the answer. Uh, Sports card review says, "Well, I got a hundred million dollars in a penny. Do we have a deal?" Rage <laughs> is here. Good evening, Rage. Great to see you. Uh, okay, we have Chris from Card Ladder says, "Love Tim's answer regarding selling his company. Love that important hobby entities are in hands like his. That's uh, I definitely agree with that. Mosaic mind." Thank you so much. So let's talk more about um, about eBay for a second, Tim, because uh, that's really what sparked you coming on this show again yeah. tonight was I reached out. I said, you know, let's do a short interview and just talk about the changes that are happening at eBay and whether or not, you know, uh, they approach or consult with mm -hmm. some of their, if not their biggest consignment mm -hmm. sellers, who I believe you are the biggest Mm -hmm. consigner on comp c mm -hmm. over, uh, sorry on, on on ebay overall mm -hmm. do they reach out and, and ask you guys for you know input or mm -hmm. do they consult with you on some of these changes that they're that they're that they make like for example when they got rid of the sports categories yeah. and they went to one all-encompassing trading card singles did they talk to you about this and see how would that impact you guys and if you thought it was a good idea so in general, we do have meetings with eBay and they will talk about things that are up and coming and, and try to get feedback or in general hear from us about things that they've recently done and what that we would like them to improve on. This topic, they did inform us, but um, it was more of a, hey, this is coming and just to be aware. 
And as far as we're concerned, it's actually more compatible with the way we track our inventory. So it was fairly easy for us to adapt to it. So it was not really a big deal for us. And I imagine others may have had more difficulty if you've spent all this effort to map to their old categories and then you got to change to some new things It may be uh, frustrating, absolutely. But with us, it was a relatively minor adjustment and uh, they did let us know, I think, a good month beforehand that the change was coming. What about they shortened the return window for items not as described to, uh, I think, from like six months to yeah. to uh, what they reduce it to like uh, three days or something like that. How, how about that one? Does that impact you guys at all? Uh, that one was not and something that we said that we wanted. Um, we are not opposed to it, but I think that was something that people in the trading card category in general were complaining about. And that's, uh, I imagine they were getting that feedback from other sellers and responded to that feedback. For us, we will play by whatever rules they they wanted to go with there we didn't have a, a strong uh opinion on that yeah okay and anything else you can just share with the audience uh in terms of you know in general working with ebay are, are they you know do they are there other things coming on ebay that you're aware of that might impact mm -hmm. comc and and everybody else yeah. in the hobby yeah. and just like how how, how open yeah. are they to how open are they to the hobby right now or how mm -hmm. interested are they in the hobby and i'll yeah. let you go i'll let you freestyle from there uh, it, it has been very evident to us that they are more interested in the trading card category than we have ever seen them uh, be interested. So them over the last four years or so, we've been working with eBay and they, when they first brought us on, it was clear that they're starting to pay more attention to the sport card category, but they actually took some steps that were not conducive to trading cards early on. Uh, I think the second year we were on eBay, they made a change that affected everybody on eBay and really affected people in the trading card category. And it caused our sales to drop like 40% year over year because of a decision that affected all of eBay. Since then, basically the trading card category appears to us like one of their golden children. Like they really care they see that it's a money-making category and they want to do things specific to trading cards and so they have already done like the uh the dollar shipping and they've changed i think the reason they probably changed the category is so that they could add other future enhancements without these weird tiny little sports card related categories they probably are setting themselves up for something bigger I don't know exactly what all they're doing. I do know that they have a variety of plans in the works. Um, some of those are gonna significantly help the the trading card category. Um, but uh, all I can say is it, the evidence we've seen, they care. I think they notice the competition and they're investing in trading cards to keep up with the competition. Okay, interesting, interesting stuff. Um, I, I just it just kind of dawned on me that you've you've actually put Com C for sale tonight during the show for a hundred million dollars or more. I I, I I just kind of I just that's that's some big news here. No, uh, I, let's just say I'm not even going to entertain the offer if it's less than that. You're not you're not, like it's 
I, no. I'm gonna ignore the email. I'm gonna like, but it's not really for sale at that price. Like, it, like I said, I'm way more concerned with who would be buying and what they're gonna do than the price tag. Um, and I love this. I love what I'm doing. I don't need to sell. So I, I'd rather just focus on doing what I think is the right thing for the customer. And uh, if bringing on an investor improves that, then I'll, I'll entertain it. Okay. All right. I'm just, I was just having some fun, you know, it's like that, that might be what comes up, what somebody watching publishes as a headline tomorrow morning. <laughs> On Sports Cars Live, Tim Getch puts the company up for 100 million. Okay, uh, D Stiller, uh, what's up with you, D Stiller? Great to have you. Glad you love the channel, and yeah, we'll keep up the great work. Thank you so much. Who wins the NBA Finals, Bucks or Suns? Tim, you want to take a stab at that? I think the Suns are taking it. Yeah, yeah. me yeah. too. Same here. Same here. Uh, okay, Jordan. Uh, sorry, Jordan says, what one or two advancements or new capabilities are you most excited to roll out in Q3, Q4? Mm-hmm. Uh, well having shipping actually be better quality is the most important thing that we do in Q3 and Q4. Uh, shipping and customer service, those are going to be way better in Q3 and Q4. As far as functionality, um, I don't, uh, oh, there, <laughs> there actually is a, Pay attention to what we do at the national and announcements around then. There may be a new service that is the most significant new feature and will get announced there. Okay. But there, there's a chance that it might get delayed, but there's high likelihood you're going to want to pay attention to what we announce at the national. Fair. Okay. Uh, I wanna, I'm just going to go to, so Jim says, yeah, eBay makes dumb changes, but I mean, some, some may, may, may you know, you don't always, you don't, we don't always know the, the reasons behind them and, or, or where they're going to go, you know, like mm -hmm. even the lack of sports categories, I, I hated at first, but now I found that I can still mm -hmm. narrow my search to a single sport. Mm -hmm. So that helps. Mm -hmm. But then that's cool says, say what you will about eBay, but a company that charges only 13% and gives you a worldwide audience for your items is a good deal. Try market for more, uh, for less, yeah. try market, on your own for less, which I, it, yeah. I think is very true. It's hard to, hard to uh, argue with that. Lapper mm -hmm. says, amen. Yeah, Logan, thanks for the headline. Much appreciated. Uh, Shiogarath wants to know, I don't know if you have any idea on this, Tim. Uh, yes. yes, I'm aware of this issue. Um, okay. I actually just talked to uh, Upper Deck about this. This is the last autograph remaining for the Tim Hortons uh, promotion. Uh, I don't know when they're going to get the autograph. Uh, they are definitely like we we all know that they don't have those that autograph signed yet. Once we get it, we'll fulfill those. I don't have a date. Upper Deck hasn't announced when that signing is going to happen. All right, good stuff. Uh, Dave Slipka wants to know how far away are improvements like smart search and push notifications? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so it's dependent on us getting shipping under control. That so right now, our, we, before we do something that grows the business, like giving people notifications that some new card has hit ComC that they may want to buy, which is going to drive a lot more business to ComC, we need to make sure that we can do a good job with the orders that are coming in. So once we do a good job with that, then we can entertain uh, doing this. 
I actually, like we built the functionality. I have a app on my phone that does push notifications. We just haven't launched it yet because we have to get stuff under control before we uh, drive a, a lot more business to come see. Same sort of reason uh, or, or response to when is an app coming out? Yeah, yeah, it's, it, they're both tied together. Okay. Uh, yeah, we are planning on building it, but it's probably because, I, as I said in our last talk, it's going to take us till the end of the year to really get shipping where I want it to be. So that means we're not really going to entertain launching an app before then. Um, I, I had considered possibly doing an app that doesn't have the ability to ship any cards. Like you could only use it to buy cards and maybe buy store credit or something like that. Um, but I don't know if it makes sense to do a, an app that's just uh, has some significantly trimmed down functionality. Yeah, I, I probably best to do it right the first time and uh, get it out there and then just improve it mm -hmm. over time with uh, small changes like they all do. <laughs> Um, okay, I want to, so Jordan's pushing the subject. Do you want to give us a sneak peek to the news that you'll be releasing in the coming weeks? It'll be our little secret. Um, I want to say you don't have to, yeah. but hey, I'll leave it to you. I, I can't say. Uh, yeah. Okay. Can I give any hints? Not. Um, I, yeah, you're going to have to pay attention. Sorry. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, Dallas Massey, right now, what is the hottest sport in sports cards right now? Well, I think basketball has slowed down because it's it's always happens. As teams get eliminated, the sport slowed. Hot, basketball was by far the hottest at the moment. I mean, I, I, I haven't looked at the exact data. I did just do a podcast recently uh, where we in, we looked into some of the numbers for non-traditional sports, uh, things like soccer, wrestling, um, and, and just compared the growth over the past year, like which has been the fastest growing category. Um, I don't even remember off the top of my head. Uh, we, we did cover MMA and a few other things, uh, but it's... I think soccer was over the last year the fastest growing category. Uh, but as far as at the moment, what's the hottest? It's probably a toss up between basketball and baseball. Yeah, I, I would. Uh, that, that'd be my perception as well. Mosaic Mind says, which country outside of the US and Canada shows the strongest demand in sports cards? I would definitely be able to look that data up. I don't have it off the top of my head. Um, it's probably either uh, like Australia, Germany. I, I'm not sure. I, I'd have to go look up the actual data. And back to your eBay account, uh, PSA Slab Guy says, do you think that the high number of neutral and negatives uh, feedback ratings on eBay are impacting sales of consigners decreased listings as a result? Uh, so likely they have. Um, we... I think now that we're doing a better job with our rush shipping, we're going to see that change. I don't know how long it takes for the kind of older feedback to um, kind of cycle through, but I'm sure it does have some impact on our sales. I, as far as consigners decreasing their listings, uh, we've actually conceded, seen a consent, 
consistent increase in consignments. Uh, right now, our team is uh, processing close to 200,000 consignments a week. Um, so I don't, I don't think that's actually decreased. I don't know if it's changed what they're consigning, but the actual volume that's getting consigned is uh, increasing. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jordan wants to know, have you noticed any trends in Olympic cards being uploaded, sold on the site with the games three weeks away? I haven't noticed that. Uh, I, I've mainly only looked at WNBA cards. Um, I have seen some Olympic uh, WNBA players that uh, actually I had an, in some of my accounts that sold recently, but that's super anecdotal. I, I don't actually know. Okay. Um, yeah. Trevor Leconte, I appreciate that. Reminds everyone, hit the thumbs up button on the YouTube uh, video, guys. I appreciate that, Trevor. And I'll just, you know, welcome everyone who's new to the channel again. Uh, great to have you. We go live every Saturday with with interview guests. Um, and, uh, you know, I think I, I'm pretty, pretty proud of the roster of guests that I'm able to bring on. And it just it just keeps on going and going. So be sure to subscribe. If you haven't yet, I'd appreciate it. If you do subscribe to the channel, I'm going to throw up all of my uh, socials are right here. My Instagram, Twitter. You can join the Facebook group for Sports Cards Live. And if you're on Clubhouse, I tend to go on there every so often as well. So uh Give us some follows there and uh, like the video, subscribe to the channel and all that sort of thing that I tend to mention once or twice during the episode. So, Tim, we are we're basically at the end of the chat. We've covered mm -hmm. pretty much everything that was mm -hmm. that, that I had on the notes and we didn't really even need the notes. The, the chat was awesome tonight. You guys really touched on just about everything. Um, I want to, you know, there was big news uh, a couple days ago, right? You know, mm -hmm. Uh, collectors holdings ac acquires golden auctions uh blackstone tactical or acquires ccg found uh, i believe the parent of csg and and cgc mm -hmm. um you know what what was when you heard all this news and i know you're so busy yeah. and you don't want to sell com c and yeah. all that but that aside what was your response what sort of signals did, did these transactions send to you um, so I saw that PSA acquired Golden, or not PSA, but the parent company, and it made sense to me that those would go together. I think a lot of people speculated that uh, there'd be some kind of marketplace associated with uh, PSA. So I don't think that was a huge surprise. It's I think some of the, the pieces coming together. I do like that it, it's an auction service. Um, I think, uh, that if PSA were to acquire, um, like a traditional marketplace, it, uh, potentially gets a little bit weird. I like that it's something where they're not involved with the price, the price is whatever the price goes for. Anytime that a grading company like helps establish prices, I think is weird. Um, but I mean, it's, it's a lot of investment is happening right now not just in trading cards, but there's people are looking to put their assets in a variety of different companies in alternative investments. So it's not surprising that these moves are happening. And even they kind of hinted that they're, they weren't done with their acquisitions. So um, I think it's great for the hobby. Actually, I, I like, you mentioned the uh, product, the slab um, holder that you're, you're gonna show people 
to me, that's, that's really exciting. That means people are investing in the hobby. They're investing in creating new businesses. We didn't see that five, 10 years ago. Tim, I just showed everybody a, a brown box. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I am going to open this up on, on After Hours with Ryan Nolan, which yeah. we're going to be going live in about half an hour's time. So we will open that box, come back with Ryan, but yeah. I'll, let, uh, I'll let Tim sort of yeah. continue speaking about how the entrepreneurial ventures yeah, are Yeah, it's right great for the, the market. People are going to come up with innovative ideas. It's going to create a better experience for people. More people are going to enjoy collecting. It's the rising tide lifts all boats. So I think it's all good. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm, I, I think I, I'm 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 going into it with this cautious optimism. I want to see how how it all rolls out. But I, I I think the people that are at the helm of this stuff uh, have have the 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 hobby in mind. So I'm happy about that. Jordan says uh, it feels like the tone of this interview is more positive than the last. Am I off base about that? No, I think <laughs> I think this has been. A, I think part of it is because a lot of the people in the chat and a lot of ComC's customers have experienced. Some uh, have had better experiences with uh, with various facets of ComC since Tim was on last time. This is a three month sort of check in, so we'll do another. If we don't do one three months from now, we'll definitely do one at the end of the year, as Tim has already sort of agreed to. So we'll definitely get that. Jordan goes on to ask, uh, "Will you get to enjoy the Nationals, a collector at all, or will all your time be spent at the ComC booth?" One of the things that I really like about the plans for this year, they actually have, I believe, a schedule for everybody that's helping out. But if not a specific schedule, people are expected to spend a few hours a day enjoying the national. Like everybody that's going, they have like their booth commitments. They have their commitments with helping out um, all the cards people are consigning. But everybody gets some time to just go enjoy the, the national. And I will definitely do that myself as well. I'm sure I'll do what I've done in the past, uh, open it up for time with Tim. I'll spend a lot of time talking to people. I'll spend time at the booth, but I'm also gonna walk around and, and enjoy. Although prices are probably way more than I'm used to. It's been a long time since the last national. I, I, we'll see if anybody has Drogage cards and they're set up at a booth, put the Drogage cards out and it'll, uh, It'll speed up the transactions for me. <laughs> just, just make them obvious. Uh, top 40 fan, pick four guy, says, has ComC seen soccer card sales overtake hockey card sales like other platforms have? All I buy is soccer, soccer, soccer mm -hmm. is all. Sorry, mm -hmm. Jeremy, no hockey. That's okay, pick four. You, yeah. you, do, you, you do you, buddy. You do you. Yeah. Uh, I don't – maybe there's been, like, sporadic days where soccer may have overpassed hockey, but I, I haven't seen a quite uh, complete overtaking of, of hockey. All right. No all, – all good. All good. All right. Well, listen, Tim, anything else you want to talk about, share with the audience? If not, we're going to – we're going to end this. This I think it's been a great, uh, great show. We, we, I think we addressed like 95% of the comments. So thank you to the chat. Mm -hmm. um, final chat comments, yeah. throw them in there right now. We'll get some final words from Tim. Uh, and then we're going to, we're going to take a, a 10 or 15 minute break. And we're going to come back on after hours with Ryan Nolan. We are going to talk about a little bit about this interview with Tim. We're going to talk about the, what Ryan does is he goes from card show to card show every weekend. He goes to a card show. And he is, I'm calling him the Sports Cards Live card show correspondent. He's going to come let us know what's been going on at all the, which ones he's been to, what they've been like to really, you know, let us sort of live through, live, live through, uh, per, live, 
how does it go again? Vicariously. Thank you. Vicariously through his eyes and his stories at all these shows. So we'll talk about that. We're going to open up the slab shelf. I'm excited to see what cards they reproduced for, for my custom slab shelf and show you guys what that's all about. And uh, we'll talk a bit about Hobby Palooza and some other things. So, Tim, final comment. Well, actually, before you, Mosaic Mind says, great interview. Thank you, Mosaic Mind. Very much appreciate it. Alex King says, Tim, thank you for your responses. Keep up the great work. Thank you very much, Alex. Over to you, Tim. Uh, well, I really appreciate getting a chance to do this again. Thank you, Jeremy, for inviting me. Uh, tomorrow is, uh, I guess tomorrow's the 4th. My birthday is the day after that. So I really appreciate that this has been a really great interview as well. Uh, I didn't, I, I don't feel like I'm um, having to stay up at night to worry about like, a bunch of trends or anything like that. So this worked really well. So thank you for the, the birthday gift, the early birthday gift for me. And uh, I encourage everybody to continue watching as we increase um, our service quality. I do expect even at the end of July, we'll, you'll see significant improvements. And then we're trying to look at July as a turning point. Basically, Right now, we are behind on, an, on a lot of our quoted services, especially on the shipping side. Uh, by the time of the national or by the end of July, we expect that the quotes that we're giving people will be accurate, uh, that we're not going to be behind. We're going to be consistently hitting those. And then throughout the rest of the year, we're going to try to tighten up those quoted times. So... Right now, it, we're quoting about four months for shipping. In uh, the end of the year, we're hoping to have that reduced to about one month for economy shipping. The other services, we're actually, right now, our express shipping is taking a couple days for us to get those out. Consistently, we're getting those out. We actually wanna get to the point where we're shipping those multiple times a day. Before the end of the year, we're gonna be shipping like you could put in an order and within a few hours have that order shipped. Uh, some of that is dependent on us finishing our move. Actually, Jeremy, that was one of the questions you asked me earlier when we were doing the pre-interview is how's the move going? We uh, have, I think about half of our large where previous warehouse left to move. All of our main headquarters has been moved over at least the shipping portion of it. We still do all the processing, all the address where you guys send your stuff. They're going to be processing the cards there. Uh, and they have a very small shipping team focused on EPAC related things. But the rest of the move, um, we expect to have completed by mid-August. And at that point, we're going to be able to take a lot of the resources that are focused. Really right now, we have about... 10 to 20 people on a daily basis that are helping us do three plus truckloads a day of inventory between our old warehouse and our new warehouse. And we expect that to be done, like I said, mid-August. All those people then can help out doing more shipping. So we're gonna be able to, that's why we, we can't, we can only get so far by the national, but after the national, we're gonna be able to apply a lot more resources. So again, we're going to have top loaders available by then. We're going to have faster shipping available. Uh, our customer service is going to be consistent. We're going to be uh, having chat available. 
very different experience uh, just starting in Jan or in um, in August after July is done. That is still not the service that we want to offer. That's still not as good as what we want. We are going to continually improve the service, and you're going to see that all throughout the rest of the year. So definitely keep uh, keep an eye on us. Hold me accountable. Uh, I'm looking forward to coming back and giving you continually good news. I have one more question, a, a tough one that I just realized I didn't ask you, and uh-huh. it, it is one of the tougher ones. But uh, I'm going to let you. I'm going to I'm going to throw it at you. Why are shipping costs so high on the on the site? Uh, this is again one of the things that we did to put the brakes on to uh, have a speed bump to discourage more stuff from coming in. This is just to give us a breather to be able to train all the new hires. Uh, we really are encouraging people to use those econ- the economy service. We didn't increase the the price of the economy service. It takes a long time but you can use the economy service for shipping. If you want to get it quickly, we, we uh, didn't want to overload the team. Now that we're doing the new squad concept that I just announced, we may be able to change that. If we can consistently get that number, we're going to first try to get our, our rushed shipping down to probably uh, like three days. We may quote five, but really try to hit three days to get rushed shipping out. Uh, then we may consider reducing the shipping fee. Uh, but it's going to take a little bit for us to consistently get there. And then I would love to reduce our fees. Uh, it's not that we're trying to gouge the market. It's just, hey, if we don't do this, we get flooded with so much service, so much work that we can't service all of it. And so we want to make sure that we can actually give you as good a uh, service as possible. Yeah, it's a volume lever that you can pull on or push it when, when you need to, similar yeah. to what the grading companies are, have done with raising some prices. It, it it makes sense to me. All right. Tyler says, I think Tim handled all that really well. Give the man a beer. Have yourself a nice evening, Tim. Almighty says, thanks for answering my question. Thank you for that. You're welcome, Almighty. Logan says, happy birthday, dude. No doubt. Happy birthday. And I want to wish a happy 4th of July to all my American mm-hmm. friends, guys. I know there's a lot of you out there. So, Happy 4th of July to y'all. Be safe. Have a great day tomorrow. Definitely, I wish everyone great with that. Rage, uh, thank you to you. Ian Undercover says, great show. And remind me, I have to leave eBay feedback to ComC. Positive, of course. That's nice to hear. Good night, sports card review. Victor says, hey, Victor, just tuned in. Went to see fireworks. Looking forward to seeing this one tomorrow. Good stuff. Good stuff. And Gareth Miller, great interview, though, and thanks. Definitely, Gareth. Thank you so much. All right, guys, that's it. We're going to end it. I'll be back on with Ryan Nolan in about 10 or 15 minutes. Watch the channel. We will be revealing the slab shelf along with everything else that is in store for you there. Tim, thank you again for joining. Really appreciate it. We'll have you back again before the year is out. We'll see you at the National. Hope to see a bunch of you all at the National. That's cool. Thank you very much. Dynamite show. Glad you feel that way. That's it, everybody. Tim, hang tight one moment. We'll see everybody on After Hours. Thanks. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.